0: Madness. Yeah. Hey,
1: guys. We're doing it again. Doing it I don't know again. if you're aware, but we're doing it again. Not only are we doing it again, I don't know if y'all knew this when you chimed in. Uh, I probably we may have put it in the title, so you may have had a hint. We're finishing this fucker today. Yeah. It's going down.
0: Yeah. Um. As but, as Nathan would say, strap in and strap on.
1: As Nathan would say, strap in, strap on. Let's do it. Um. I I want to trademark that. Um, but no, it's, uh, so we're going to finish it for a weird reason. Cause if you're reading along at home, you're like, but there's, <laughs> there's six, a lot of book. Left. There's 60 something pages left. How are they, these, uh, these <laughs> psychopaths aren't going to do that. I know them. Um, you're right. And here's why. So chapter five is a very interesting chapter in this book and it's where Fanon, uh, shifts from his one profession, which is, uh, uh, revolutionary theoretician yeah. to his other profession, which is professional psychiatrist. Yes. Um, and that, as we went through and we're reading uh, kind of, you know, giving ourselves line by line, there are a lot of very, very detailed things in this chapter um that would literally necessitate a content warning about once a paragraph and would serve, it's, serve it's no purpose other than to re traumatize some people at, yeah. uh, unnecessarily. Now, that being said, we are going to read a uh our, a, a condensed kind of an overview of the chapter, um sort of back in our, you know, yeah. kind,
0: of, kind of what we did for a lot of capital sometimes. Um uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh this is not something we were, we wanted to do at all with Fanon, but the, we got to no. the chapter and it's very it's case study-ish. It's already a hard hard layout for this kind of medium just go line by line, be very droll yeah. and boring. Uh but on Draw top of that, boring
1: punctuated with awful horrible unbearable things.
0: yeah so we're gonna read um uh, what's what's essentially the the chapter's introduction but really turns into a chapter summary yes um and when we do that after that we're we're gonna move on from it because you know I mean it it's it's it talks about and and something people don't understand they the 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 poster child for PTSD is the troops uh well and and- let's let's Pause that. Yeah. Let that be your teaser for
1: what this chapter yes. actually is, because we haven't actually talked about this chapter okay, at all. Let's,
0: we'll get to that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the yeah.
1: We'll get into that. We'll get into that where we go. Um, yes. So, introduction. So, chapter five is colonial war and mental disorders. So, again, this is Fanon uh, going over how does this sort of a war affect uh, my, my other profession, the thing I'm mm-hmm. very good at. <laughs> it would be like if, 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 Suddenly, we needed the revolution to know how does cell phone sales impact the revolution? And then me and David could speak authoritatively to that um, in ways that none of you could. You have no idea. We, we, this you is don't hard.
0: get it. You just don't know. You don't know.
1: You weren't there. That's my Vietnam, damn it. Um, but Chapter 5, Colonial War and Mental Disorders. So, in this chapter, Fanon gives... Uh, case histories of numerous patients he treated for mental disorders between 1954 and 1959. This period covered his work as chief of staff of the psychiatric ward at Bill Joinville Hospital, which we talked about back, way back, what feels like a year and a half ago in the introduction when we kind of overviewed Fanon's life. Um, and it ended, But he ended that stay in '56. Uh, the rest of the time was his work with the Army of National Liberation, which we are more familiar with throughout this work. Uh, Fanon demonstrated how the war for Algerian independence affects the mental health of the participants and bystanders in Algeria. The patients he sees are both European and Algerian. Fanon points out that the war is just a special and intense case of the pressure colonialism has already placed on the people. So again, the physical outbreak of war yeah. Was not necessarily a thing that was creating mental illness. Colonialism in and of itself was creating mental illness. The war just exacerbated it for all the reasons yes. we know. Violent conflict does. Um, yes. Even before the war, colonialism was already a fertile purveyor of psychiatric hospitals. Writes Fanon. This means colonialism caused many people mental problems severe enough to require hospitalization. The hospitalization patients in turn, the hospitalized patients in turn illustrate particularly intense instances of the way colonialism shapes people. That is, they show how everyone in Algeria is affected by colonialism. The dehumanizing aspect of colonialism, Fanon writes, forces people to constantly ask themselves, in reality, who am I? And this is where we get into a little bit of like Descartes, Cartesian yeah. doubt and, and the psychoanalysis stuff, which again is, but it, but it's a good, again, the way Fanon approaches it is, very important and very revolutionary, but it's yes. important to get to. Uh, Fanon contrasts colonialism with other forms of military domination. So French men under German occupation, he says, remained men. This is not true in Algeria, Fanon claimed. Colonialization, colonization views the colonized people as part of nature, like the palm tree and the camels. Algerians make up the landscape, the natural background to the human presence of the French colonizers. The war in Algeria is also different from other wars, writes Ferdinand. There was already significant psychiatric literature on war trauma after the first and second world wars. where We talk about shell shock and what we've come to know as PTSD. But in contrast to those wars, this colonial war is singular even in the pathology that it gives rise to. Fanon discusses some scientific psychiatric terminology. He says clinical psychiatry would consider the patients he describes as people with reactionary psychoses. Again, kind of like probably we have a better term for that nowadays, but neither of us are psychologists. and I don't feel like calling my sister-in-law. This means their mental illness is a response to the event. In the case that Fanon describes, those events are the bloodthirsty and pitiless atmosphere, the widespread inhuman practices of colonial war, and the sense people have of being caught up in a veritable apocalypse. He also believes these patients are worse off than people with garden variety psychoses, not brought on by a colonial war. The future of such patients is mortgaged, he writes. For the rest of the chapter, Fanon described case studies in groups named series A, B, C, and D, followed by a discussion of Algerian criminality, which, again, we just did that. Did not yeah. want to get into. So that is essentially what Chapter – that is what Chapter 5 was. That's what Chapter 5 covered. Um, yep. And those things – and now, David, good to the. we can transition to that PTSD conversation because, yeah. again, there
0: are reasons that this is important yeah, from this is revolutionary not a revolutionary perspective. This is not a chapter I want to encourage people to skip. And, of course, a big part of what we're doing here is to deliver Fanon to people people. Um, and the big but the idea of this chapter that we don't have to get in the nitty gritty to get that idea out. And again, you know, it's a it's a nitty gritty that's very traumatic. It's a nitty gritty that can also have that kind of cathartic effect uh, on on some some traumatizers, some chauvinistic people yeah. uh, where, you know, they there's almost a weird Terrible joy you see in like seeing brutality videos or something. I like would
1: that. rather I not do Faces of Death, the podcast, yeah. essentially. Yeah, um, let's,
0: let's not do that. No. Um, and, and additionally, you know, I mean, the people, the, the big thing this chapter's about and, and the big thing it voices in is a lot of times people think of, you know, trauma, PTSD, da, 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 as the American troops, as the foot soldiers mm. of capital and, it, that's kind of ridiculous because they're the biggest causes and they're some of the smallest victims you know I mean PTSD and, and, and other you know not necessarily that but other types of reactionary psychosis um, or whatever the modern term is you know can come from uh rape can come from um you know uh, prison and, and and being thrown into prison cells can come from occupation of your country as, as Fanon's talking about constant here. bombing constant bombing um, you know l- losing loved ones and, and relatives at weddings and going to schools and yeah. And, you know, things like that. Um, shooting up your schools, not because of a random shooter once in a while, but every day from some outside source landing planes in your country and running up and shooting up your schools. Uh, You know, I mean, and of course, uh, other types of occupation that, that we know a little more at home. I, I talked about, you know, prison, solitary confinement, uh, you know, life and reservations that de- deprived of, of resources, uh, natural disasters um, where, you know, you're, you're almost fought as prisoner, like how several people are left in prisons as hurricanes and floods come through or, you know, hospitals, hospitals, Uh, people, um, you know, essentially the way, you know, uh, when they were G between Blackwater and Academy were gunning people down in in Hurricane Katrina, you know, um, that that were living there and, and you know, there were the looters, get the looters, you know. Um, And of course, you know, constant criminalization, constant occupation, uh, whether you see that in, uh, you know, poor and blacker neighborhoods here or whether you see that in occupied areas abroad, you know, these effects, these are the people that are victims of, you know, reaction Psychosis,
1: and you see that again. Over police, militarized over policing is starting
0: to cause this more and more. And they're finding
1: studies on that 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 the more you know, these overpoliced regions feel have very display very similar pathology and very similar psychological psychological. Illness to people in occupied war zones. Yeah, I,
0: mean, I it's mean, getting to that level. This this is one of those things where you have to, you know, both respect that it's a different struggle and, yes. and it's an independent struggle, and understand that it's it's one unified struggle and it's all the same. Yeah. You know, this is that dialectic we've been talking about all throughout the book. Whenever Fanon brings up his thoughts on on unified Africa, yeah, um, you know, I mean, we we experience the same thing in our own conversations here, right? We're we're talking about, and uh, so. You know, if that's something that you need more understanding of, or you're interested in the subject, or you really, you know, internally to yourself reading want to give voice to what Fanon wanted to give voice to, um, please read this chapter. Yes, uh, but for the sake of our medium and the benefit of our listeners, a summary is probably best suited in this particular chapter. And we'll get back to the word for word on the conclusion.
1: For for the record, uh, there is one other really, really good. There's one Mm. very good line in chapter five that I just I refuse to let not uh, not get right (laughs) on this damn podcast. Um, But Fanon describes he tries to describe colonialism in conceptual terms. And he says colonialism is a systematic negation of the other person. Colonialism is Mm. determined to deny the other person all attributes of their humanity. And I think that very, 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 very much Mm -hmm. sums up. Very I mean a one sentence almost succinct of, of Fanon's conception of colonialism and how it is how it
0: sure, is Sure sure, and we've talked about you know I mean falling out of humanity and gaining humanity back through violence and things like that, and that that's very much what it is. you know, colonialism is to rob you of you, yeah, you know I mean it is, it is a form of, of genocide, it is a form of ethnic cleansing. It destroys your very humanity, who you are of an entire culture.
1: So that being said, hey, we just did chapter five in, uh, yeah. in 10 minutes. We're, we are taking ass and taking names here at Mark's Man. This Madness. is a totally new pace for us. What are we doing here? Yay, yeah,
0: chapters. Um, yep. but that being said, let's, uh, let's for, uh, sink back, get ready because, uh, yeah, these anyone next- following along, we're going to jump down to, to page 311.
1: Three, yeah. And it is, uh, what uh, I'm looking at the page is the, it's, it's amber. Amber is the color of, uh, the energy that Fanon's giving off right here. Uh, thank you. Thank you. No, David, you laugh I, at that.
0: I, I, David, I, you enjoy that good three eleven. I, I reference. did. I did. I did. Yes. I. I, I was very chuckly. Nathan, Nathan saw me laugh bounce. And stuff. I didn't. Yes, but but I need the I need
1: the people to know that I <laughs> that you didn't just shake your head at that. Yes, good, I did good not just shake joke.
0: my head at that. No, it was solid. It was solid. It was solid. So, solid. Anyway, a conclusion. Of the book. Conclusion. Yes, that's what he puts. Conclusion. Subtitle. Of the the book. Yeah, no, he just just says conclusion. He does. Come, then comrades. Oh, it's a good, good start to a conclusion right there. Yes, yes. It would be as well to decide at once to change our ways. We must shake off the heavy darkness in which we were plunged and leave it behind. The new day, which is already at hand, must find us firm, prudent, and resolute. We must leave our dreams and abandon our old beliefs and friendships from time to time. Time before life began. Let us waste no time in sterile litanies and nauseating mimicry. Leave this Europe where they are never done talking of man, yet murder men everywhere they find them, at the corner of every one of their own streets, in all of the corners of the globe. For centuries, they've stifled almost the whole of humanity in the name of a so called spiritual experience. Look at them today swaying between atomic and spiritual disintegration. Oh, lay it in, baby. Yeah. Oh, go for it. On. And yet it is, and yet may, it may be said that Europe has been successful in as much as everything that she has attempted has succeeded. Europe undertook the leadership of the world with ardor, cynicism, and violence. Look at how the shadow of her palaces stretch out even further. Every one of her movements has burst the bounds of space and thought. Europe has declined all humility and all modesty, but she has yet to she has also set her face against all solicitude and all tenderness. She has only shown herself
1: parsimonious where men are concerned. It is only men that she has killed and devoured. So my brothers, how is it that we do not understand that we have better things to do than follow that same Europe? That same Europe where they are never done talking of man and where they never stop proclaiming that they were only anxious for the welfare of man. Today we know with what suffering humanity has paid for every one of their triumphs of the mind. Come then, comrades. The European game has finally ended. We must find something different. We today can do everything so long as we do not imitate Europe, so long as we are not obsessed by the desire to catch up with Europe. Europe now lives at such a mad, reckless pace that she has shaken off all guidance and all reason, and she is running headlong into the abyss.
0: We would do well to avoid it with all possible speed." Yet it is very true that we need a model, and that we want blueprints and examples. For many among us, the European model is the most inspiring. We have therefore seen in the preceding pages to what mortifying setbacks such an imitation has led us. European achievements, European techniques, and European style ought to no longer tempt us and to throw us off our balance. When I search for man in the technique and the style of Europe... I see only a succession of negations of man and an avalanche of murders. The human condition plans for mankind and collaboration between men in those tasks which increase the sum total of humanity are new problems which demand true inventions. Let us decide not to imitate Europe. Let us combine our muscles and our brains in a new direction. Let us try to create the whole man whom Europe has been incapable of bringing to triumphant birth. Two centuries ago, a former European colony decided to catch up with Europe. It succeeded so well that the United States of America became a monster in which the taints, the sickness, and the inhumanity of Europe have grown to appalling dimensions. That is holy fucking true. That is holy fucking true. Comrades, have we not other work to do than create a third Europe? The West saw itself as a spiritual adventure. It is in the name of the spirit, in the name of the spirit of Europe, that Europe has made her encroachments, that she has justified her crimes and legitimized the slavery in which she holds four fifths of humanity.
1: Yes, the European spirit has strange roots all European thought has unfolded in places which were increasingly more deserted and more encircled by precipices. And thus it was that the custom grew up in those places of very seldom meeting man, a permanent dialogue with oneself and an increasingly obscene narcissism never ceased to prepare the way for a half delirious state where intellectual work became suffering. And the reality was not at all that of a living man working and creating himself, but rather words, different combinations of words, and the tension springing from the meanings contained in words. Yet some Europeans were found to urge the European workers to shatter this narcissism and to break with this unreality. But in general, the workers of Europe have not replied to these calls, for the workers believe, too, that they are part of the prodigious adventure of the European spirit. All the elements of a solution to the great problems of humanity have at different times existed in European thought. But the action of European men has not carried out the mission which fell to them and which consisted of bringing their whole weight violently to bear upon these elements of modifying their arrangement and their nature of changing them and finally bringing the
0: problem of mankind to an infinitely higher plane. Today, we are present at the stasis of Europe, comrades. Let us free from this motionless movement where gradually dialectic is changing into the logic of equilibrium. Let us reconsider the question of mankind. Let us reconsider the question of cerebral reality and of the cerebral mass of all humanity, whose connections must be increased, whose channels must be diversified, and whose messages must be rehumanized. Come, brothers, we have far too much work to do for us to play the game of rearguard. Europe has done what she has set out to do and on the whole she has done it well. Let us stop blaming her but let us say to her firmly that she should not make such a song and dance about it. We have no more to fear so let us stop envying her. The third world today faces Europe like a colossal mass whose aim should be to try resolve the problems to which Europe has not been able to find the answers. But let us be clear what matters is to stop talking about output and intensification and the rhythm of work. No, there is no question of a return to nature. It is simply a very concrete question of not dragging men towards mutilation, of not imposing upon the brain rhythms of which very quickly obliterate it and wreck it. The pretext of catching up must not be used to push man around, to tear him away from himself or from his privacy, to break him and kill him.
1: No, we do not want to catch up with anyone. What we want to do is to go forward all the time, night and day, in the company of man, in the company of all men. The caravan should not be stretched out, for in that case each line will hardly see those who precede it, and men who no longer recognize each other meet less and less together, and talk to each other less and less. It is a question of the third world starting a new history of man, a history which will have regard to the sometimes prodigious theses which Europe has put forward, but which will also not forget Europe's crimes of which the most horrible was committed in the heart of man and consisted of the pathological tearing apart of his functions and the crumbling away of his unity. And in the framework of the collectivity, There was the differentiations, the stratification, and the bloodthirsty tensions fed by classes. And finally, on the immense scale of humanity, there were racial hatreds, slavery, exploitation, and above all, the bloodless
0: genocide, which consisted in the setting aside of 15,000 millions of men. So comrades, let us not pay tribute to Europe by creating states, institutions, and societies which draw their inspiration from her. Humanity is waiting for something from us other than such an imitation, which would be almost an obscene caricature. If we want to turn Africa into a new Europe and America into a new Europe, let them leave us the destiny of our countries to Europeans. They will know how to do it better than the most gifted among us. But if we want humanity to advance a step further, if we want to bring it up to a different level than that which Europe has shown it, then we must invent and we must make discoveries. If we wish to live up to our people expectations we must seek the response elsewhere than in europe moreover if we wish to reply to the expectations of the people of europe it is no good sending them back a reflection even an ideal reflection of their society and their thought from which from time to time they feel immeasurably sickened for europe for ourselves and for humanity comrades we must turn over a new leaf we must work out new concepts and try to set afoot a new man okay uh, guys that said before I, I went on to read the next thing um like an idiot that is what Franz fanon just calls conclusion that is what he calls conclusion and what i feel like should be called the decolonial manifesto
1: i uh, <laughs> i mean it would be a very good i feel like that conclusion is the it's such a great bookend to sartre's intro yes because that conclusion is the epitome of i am not talking to you Stupid European Western white people get out of here. This is not for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and he summarizes so many things too. He's like, look, if if we want people to to recreate a second and a third Europe, then then let the Europeans do it. But if we want to actually do something human, something great, something that rehumanizes the world, let us do it and let us discover it and do it our own way. You yeah. know, and that I, and that's pretty jarring. And. I'm, and yeah, I know. And it's and it's
1: such a I mean, it is such a reflection of the look at look at history since Fanon wrote that. Sure. Where are the advances? And, you know, people who are trying to do socialism, people that
0: are trying to, yeah. to move forward in new ways of thought. Yeah. I mean, look at like, you know, Cuba and, you know, Venezuela, v- Vietnam, and Vietnam, DPRK. And, and look at where they've made advancement. I mean, look at where you see the jumps. China, look at the jumps in life expectancy that have happened yeah. there, you know, versus where Europe is doing it, look at what we're doing in Iraq and Iran yeah. right now. You know, I mean, this, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's very... so
1: clear where you know, yeah, that imitating the things that got us here are not going to move us forward. Um, and you can you can sit back and armchair quarterback these other countries and their attempts to do it and their 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 different manifestations of of doing it. Yeah, but the one thing you cannot accuse them of is is just simply trying to copy. The failed European and Western model. You just you, they're they're doing it a different way, and they're learning things as they go. And yeah. a lot of times, they're
0: blowing past us in all the ways that count. There's also kind of a, an interesting dig at orthodox Marxism, like the the no no, you didn't do it the right way. You didn't develop the means of production this way. Oh, you're just state capitalism. Oh, you're yeah. you can't have a mixed economy. You know, there that kind of of, of counter revolutionary bullshit. Uh, there's a, <laughs> a subtle dig at that. <laughs> Um, it's is like, you know, yeah. it, we were not going to ask the Europeans how to do it. They were given the call here. Here's how you fix all of your ills. You let the workers go do it together. And Europe couldn't fucking do it. Yeah. We're going to do our own thing and we're going to learn from Marx. and We're going to understand what happened to Europe and, and we're going to understand our own struggle and we're going to do things our own way. And that's exactly what he said. And that's what you see in the third world. They take Marxism. They do a socialist revolution and then they find how socialism applies to them and they find creative solutions to the world's problems, especially with the constant threat of colonialism. On their doorstep.
1: Yes, and that's the that that's the factor that Marx was never writing about and never writing to because that's what, he was never yeah he was writing to existed. the Europeans he was writing to the people that would do the colonialism. I mean yeah. it's what it's and it's again, yeah and he, he wrote them and told them to stop doing the colonialism yes. but the colonialism wasn't going to come for but them. But he assumed again it was it, it's not yes. a fault of Marx but Marx's assumption was that this was going that the the revolution was going to happen in the colonial countries in yeah. the countries that that were doing the colonialism in the major world powers. That's just how yeah. he. And and if there's anything that, that it again, turns
0: out, except for that detail of his conclusion, he was very yeah, right he was about, everything very about everything
1: else. But it's just uh, it's happened but, in the exact yeah. inverse. And and Fanon and and I think this is again just back to conclu- actually doing a conclusion of, of uh-huh. everything we read. That's what Fanon points out: the revolutionary spirit is always going to be, in, I mean, at its strongest in these colonized countries because they yeah. understand.
0: Well, what does that mean? They have nowhere down to go. I mean, what they, you know, we we talked about this in our, our rant um, oh, about yeah. you know Khomeiniism and 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 how you know it's to, it's a fight of a bearing down and and taking your lumps. It's it's uh, asymmetric warfare is what it's yeah. called, where you know, I mean, maybe two thousand of us die and and four hundred of you die. But when this battle's over, we're still here. Uh-huh. Guess what? We survived. And, and, you know, you were treating us by less than human before. And now you've run out of supplies. You're tired. You know, I mean, the idea is a war of attrition. It's it's and it's not just a war of attrition out of necessity. It's a it's a war of victory by attrition. You yeah. know, it's it's very, very powerful.
1: And it's it's again, Vietnam is the is the template for, for yeah. everything on how you fight that sort of guerrilla warfare. Yeah. Um, and this podcast is brought to you by the Brave Moon, Warrior, oh, warrior God fighters of the, I had to, I have to, it, it's now a thing. It's going to happen every time. It's, <laughs> it's going to be my Easter egg. Where, where, where can Nathan fit in the, the Rambo, what Rambo three
0: reference? Yeah. Rambo beginning? three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was the, a wasn't was even the American release Rambo three. It was like the European release of Rambo. 3.
1: I think it's in the American release. Is it really too. in the American I release? I think too? every, yeah. yeah. When I saw Rambo three, like a decade ago, it's absolutely oh, in there. God. It's fantastic. It ages so great yeah um but yeah i mean yeah so this is i, I think this is as appropriate time so what i mean so what 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 did we just do what did we just spend six months doing what is this
0: uh we just spent six months understanding understanding that we're we're actually in a decolonial struggle and and we've understood you know we've analyzed culture we've analyzed violence we've analyzed uh nationalism in that kind of struggle where things have to come from the people and you have to go out to to the people that are considered the dregs, you know, I mean, you're not going t- to have a revolution here going to like some gentrified neighborhood and having a DSA meeting and like, you know, giving everybody a thumbs up and, and, and having a, a leader elected. You're going to have to go, you know. You're gonna have to, for for better better term, you know, to the hood, to the We're reservations, good. to the 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 places that people are, are are the poorest, the homeless populations, to you know, and say to to the prisons and organize and say, hey, you know, we've got to you got to go to the people with nothing else to lose, who this revolution is really for, and have things organically come out of there and you're gonna to have to make sure when you're doing that you're not arrogantly delivering on high yeah. you're reflecting uh, what they need and ensuring that as they do it they have a reciprocal political education that can be put into action and you're fighting that, that fight with
1: them that the educate the education portion was a huge part of yes that, this that work. was
0: I mean he's very very big on things being organic and about how you know when you're colonized people you know that, and there's that's where limits to to or, there's limits to organic yeah there's right. huge limits to organic central yeah. organization is is going to be the end of but the central organization cannot be disconnected from the lowest to the low. You know, if you have a party and it is not made up of indigenous people and black people and trans people and homeless people and people in prison and, and all of these parts of the struggle, your party is not going to represent anyone. You know, it's it's just not. Um And it's also, we've also given an understanding to, you know, when we sit from our our, our mighty throne, I mean, again, you know, in this conclusion he talked about, Europe has failed to do it. You know, when we sit on our mighty throne and say, hey, you're not socialist enough, you're not Marxist enough, you've done that wrong. You know, how dare we look at what they go through as colonized people and look at how heroically they fight for nationalism and how important it is to support that fight. Yes. you know, and how important it is to support that fight and to make sure and to oppose, not when it's 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 true its own state, no matter how well we don't think it's socialist enough, but when it's a puppet state, you know how yes. it's how it's just continuing colonization. Yeah. And so we've got a deeper understanding of a lot of those things, and they're things that we understood going in, but now we have we have a, a new aspect that we have of it. Yeah, um, I still think the bigger part of this, of course, was you know chapter one. For the world in general,
1: yes. Chapter one
0: is definitely, uh, I but mean, I it, think for our audience, uh, considering who they are, uh, the nationalism portion and the conclusion I think was actually the big part.
1: It is, and it's uh, the whole the whole thing is again. It's a the, the whole goal here is to show. I mean, Fanon again is it, just expressing a different a a Marxism mm-hmm. Leninism a a a version of revolutionary theory for a different set of material conditions than we may have covered. Uh, I mean, definitely a different set of material conditions than anything we had covered up to this point. I mean, it's it's a wildly different thing. And that's, I think, the importance of Of seeing different material, how revolution and how revolutionary thought works itself out in different conditions, and to that, yes, and
0: and 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 to that too, I I also want to say, you know, I mean, a a few aspects you need to remember in that, and this is where we could not, you know, posturing from on high about other people, right? Um, When you're doing that, it's important to know that that when people are fighting against colonization, they're fighting, as Fanon puts it, over and over and over. For humanity and their culture, their identity of the struggle is such a huge, huge part of that. And when you look at culture, when you look at how they struggle, when you look at their problems, you're never, ever, ever going to be able to look down upon that and judge that because they're struggling for their humanity. For their hum- and if you want to know. It's, I feel- it's a deeper struggle than you'll ever ever have and so that's where again political education has to be reciprocal because they know their struggle better than you and you can't go this wasn't as prescribed by yeah. Marx and Lenin here you know
1: no. and as we've seen I mean and this should be good God if you want to I feel like this we should just pack this up and send this to uh, you know Bush and Cheney <laughs> oh, and God, and Trump and the and Pompeo and all the rest of these guys go hey you want to know why you're never going to win this fucking conflict that you think you're going to? I, don't, I generally don't think they think they're going to win it they no win they, they generally war. don't care they, they want, want forever win, war but yeah, you want to know, so don't send it to them, but send it to your dumb racist uncle. Yeah. Uh, anyone who wants to know why you're never going to win Vietnam and why you're never going to win a war in the Middle East and why these conflicts are at their at their core just a complete wastes of, of human life. Mm-hmm. Um this this is this book explains it because yes. this explains the mentality. You are never ever gonna win a fight against the person who's fighting for their humanity when mm. the only reason you are there is because you signed up to get free college. Mm-hmm. Gonna be a kind of a hard war to win. Yeah, might might want to side with the side that's fighting for their identity and their their humanity. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and again, you know, also whenever you go to this, I this is something that's that's really true. And I look back again. This is where I think of the nationalism part, and they talk about. The people of the nationalist parties who were imprisoned and kicked out and then found themselves embraced by by the poor masses right yeah if someone if you're part of an organization and you're going why is this organization so white yeah. it's because your politics are white and yeah. nothing delivers that better than chapter two of this book
1: yep it's oh yeah yeah it's uh I don't know. It, it, this was this this was an I, I mean this was an eye opener I think it's probably an understatement but yeah. it is of all the things we've read this one got us out of, I think it got it definitely got me out of my comfort so everything we've read up to this point it, it was uncomfortable from a political standpoint but it doesn't yeah. make you question um, it doesn't force you to to put yourself in this position every yeah. aspect of your life not even that I mean yeah I mean because I mean reading capital deconstructing capitalism yeah. definitely makes you question a lot of aspects of your life but. But when you want to talk about "quote unquote" checking your privilege or whatever that means, this book is such a stark portrayal of of just how high the stakes are for these sorts of yeah. And again, just today for this well,
0: and and this book is an attack on white chauvinism, and it's an attack on liberal... Um, oh, dear God, yeah, yes. You know, and I, I don't even like the term identity politics is used uh, to, to uh, yeah. class assimilationism so much, but... Or class... What do you call it? class? Just class. I can't think of the, the word. Collapse everything into class. Uh, I black holism. I got sure, nothing. Whatever. Sure. Anyway, um, but you know it's used so much for that. But there are two types. You know, I mean, Lenin again. You know, we talked about way back when we were we were focusing on the USSR. Lenin put up Stalin a Georgian because he yeah. believed in identity politics. You know, yeah. I mean, people have to rule themselves. They have to liberate themselves. Identity politics is good, but they have to be materialist identity politics, politics. that are organic that come from the masses. Yeah. That representation should be a reflection of the masses, not something cast down upon them. Versus liberal identity politics, where it's an individual thing, and you've got these privilege, and you have to listen to this one black woman, no matter what yeah. happens to the the black population, and that kind of thing.
1: Well, well let's sink this back in now. Let's pull let's pull Haywood in because we're kind yeah. of summarizing. That is where you know he was here. He was here as part of this journey too. Sure. Um, but you you talk, you know. The USSR elevated Stalin because he was a Georgian because they believe that people need to liberate themselves, rule themselves. Look at how that manifested itself. Look mm-hmm. at how that version of identity politics manifested in the Soviet Union yeah. with these – with every one of the distinct SR with these groups having – what they were their their indigenous culture was wildly supported their languages yeah. were revived and brought back and and encouraged and they wanted everyone to have their their own identity and their own culture to be proud of because yeah. they knew that was a cornerstone of of being a whole person yeah is having that sense of identity. it's where it's, it's where you get the line between and we talk this is a huge part of this book yeah what is the line between Nationalism in a in a liberatory and a revolutionary and an empowering set, an empowering maybe borderline there. But and then what is nationalism? Where does that line tilt towards the? antagonism dec- to anyone who's in a continuing struggle exactly, with exactly that decadent yeah. that bourgeois nationalism that you yeah. see that comes out in in you know the my country's better than your country yada yada
0: bullshit yeah yeah you know i mean hey there's a rich person that's that's from my country is from my country hey you know pride in that and yeah yeah you know that, that that's that's very very important i i think um i i I just had a trailer I thought I lost it well, no, I mean that
1: happens It's this, this is mark's madness it would not be our it would not be our show. It would
0: not be a show if i didn't forget it the really would it
1: really <laughs> wouldn't be. <laughs> Oh wow. Well. Oh well. Um that being said, I don't wanna I mean we've kind of we've done our synopsis as we go, and yeah. I don't wanna belabor this point too much no. because um as this episode is roughly half our normal length, um, this gives me a great opportunity to force David to do homework and also do <sighs> the color revolution summary as the uh back half addendum, the the complimentary release. To This episode and David's looking dejected right now in ways that I can't describe. He's just chuckling, but you can tell I've infuriated him to a degree. Um, and this is, this is, this is, this is your homework. This is what you get to do for us. This is your contribution. (sighs) I'll help. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's our commitment to the rest of this episode because otherwise we are just going to sit here okay. and keep rambling at nauseum, and that's not what you guys want. Yeah. So the rest of this episode, uh, will be a, a kind of a synopsis as an interlude. Um, we'll probably release them as two separate episodes just on the same day, just to make sure that you know that you can hard cut if you want to. But we will be uh, releasing our, our theses on the color wars and and what that means and why we use them in that
0: context. Assuming I meet Nathan's deadline.
1: Oh. It's like two and a half weeks, dude. (laughs) I had to summarize all of Marxist thought in an hour and a half in less time than that for a dumb and awful episode one time. Okay. You can
0: do color wars. I'll do color wars. Okay.
1: Um but yeah, so again, so this is this is not releasing on the day that I'm talking, because that would be silly. Um but this is being recorded on January the 5th along with our rant episode and the end of chapter four. So the rant episode will be coming at what you would have heard that early, early last week, probably the sixth or seventh, Uh um, the end of chapter four, you heard on January 8th, uh, this episode you'll be hearing on January 15th, which means you'll know all about the color wars by January 15th. It'll be awesome. Uh, you'll be super happy about it. And on January 22nd, we start Black Reconstruction in America by W.E.B. Du Bois. Ooh. Uh, for only the, what now, fifth or sixth time in Mark's Madness history, we are starting a new book, guys. We are starting a new it's book. It's new book time. It's new book time. And if it makes David feel any better... um while he's having to do a 30-minute synopsis of the Color Wars, uh, starting a new book means Nathan's gonna have to do a whole goddamn episode on context for Black Reconstruction in America, which means uh, I only. Now I feel better. So now David needs to do the Color Wars for half an hour. I need to understand the entirety of the uh, Black experience in America leading up to the uh, Civil War and then post Civil War and then the life of W. B. Du Bois as a human being. So so don't 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 do this. Yeah, no. Don't, no, don't you no. don't you shake your head at me. Nope, we're no. All gonna, we're all going to we're all going to suffer for communism together. Yeah. Yeah. In our research. No,
0: your cross is a little little heavier to pay. It's
1: it. a little better. It's a little more. Yes, yeah, I win yeah. the martyr. I win the martyr fight today. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, this has been nonsense. If any of it made it, that's fine. But as always, if you want to, uh, if you want to follow us and yell at us about how we didn't do chapter five, uh, and that makes you angry, uh, do that uh, at a place that I won't tell you. Don't you don't get to listen because I don't I don't want to hear that. <laughs> but if you if you just want to talk to us and hang out uh, at Mark's Madness Pod uh, on Twitter, that is our that is our handle. That mm-hmm. is one place to find. But that is the one place you're guaranteed to find both of us. Yes. Um, uh, marksmadnesspod at gmail.com is the email address that we do check, uh, but it's less frequent than Twitter. Twitter's still probably the safest place to find us. But if you want immediate up to the minute, uh, I guarantee you will I will respond to you immediately uh, access, go to the Dumb and Awful Discord. Uh, I'm Mark's Pod in there. And uh, I, I think I'm like technically a co-owner of that Discord now. Um so so yeah, come over. Like we're trying to flood. We've had we've had like four or five of us uh, come on over. Uh, and we're hanging out. We're talking, we're vibing, we're 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 talking about K pop and, and doing some fun things and uh and talking communism. It's good times. And I almost always will reply to that almost immediately. So mm-hmm. that is that is where to find us. Uh, and we are also still there's a possibility between time we recorded this and the time we released this, that we have heard back and have some update on our collaboration when it comes to Redskins White Mass. That is coming. Yes. Um I doubt that that will be fleshed out enough that it will happen before we start Black Reconstruction. No, uh, no that, almost certainly chronic. not. Yeah, that, no. That's almost certainly not going to happen. I can actually, actually, you know what? But I'm it'll gonna, happen sometime in the middle of Black Reconstruction. It'll happen sure. sometime in the middle of Black Reconstruction. It'll be a nice like aperitif, a palate cleanser in the middle of the seven hundred. <laughs> so, so probably in six months you'll hear something yeah. about Redskins. Well, God damn, we do, we spend too much time. Okay, all right, that's it. You're gonna we're gonna see the next time you hear from us, we will be talking about a totally different book by a completely different awesome dude. Uh, And uh, get ready. Yep. That being said, my name's Nathan. My name's David. Bye. Bye.